Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, welcome to a very festive version of Sun Sports Audio Podcast with myself, Roger Hanna, and Bill Leckie. That odd noise you hear in the background is the crackling of the logs in the fire. We're both sitting here in our Christmas jumpers, and Bill's poured up a very large eggnog, which... Which brings us on to the, the festive football card, Bill. It will start on Boxing Day. No Celtic till Sunday, no Rangers till Monday, but for Aberdeen, a huge chance to go top of the Premiership table. Yes, yo-ho and furthermore ho, Roger. Yeah, big chance. It's, it's, uh, it's come back there. We, again, it's, it's incredible after that. Really horrible. Just just imagine had they not had that horrible run where they could have been sitting just now. I know, you know, it's aunties and uncles and oranges and apples, but... Had they not gone in that horrendous run over whatever it was, kind of october time, they could have been sitting in a fantastic position. But now they've got the chance to put themselves back in the in pole position again, and it, and it makes the league far more interesting. I was reading stuff from, from the number two, Tony Doherty, who tells us that Mark Reynolds has got a new nose for Christmas. You know, yeah. We're presuming Derek McInnes will get a beard trim or so. He's looking at his best for the visit of Cali Thistle on Boxing Day. But in terms of gifts... A home game against an out-of-sorts Cali Thistle team is about as good a gift as the Aberdeen fans could have hoped on a day when they could go top. Yeah, you, you would think Boxing Day, they'll turn out in huge numbers. When the teams came out against Hearts the other week, the, the last time I did the podcast with you, we were talking about previewing that game, uh, and the Aberdeen fans did the, the full kind of glittery red and white you know, mosaics behind the goals. It's created a great atmosphere. And I think if they do the same again in Boxing Day, very tough game against a team that we always say very hard to beat, Cali Thistle, but what an opportunity, as you say. There was interesting quotes in, in, the, in the Scottish Sun today. John Cahoon, when he was been unveiled yesterday as a new ambassador at Hearts, saying, there is no title race. Celtic will run away with the championship. And almost dismissing not only his former team, one of his former team's hearts, but also dismissing this Aberdeen team. Is it too early to dismiss Aberdeen out of hand? Well, I think it's an odd thing to do when you've been unveiled as an ambassador for, for a club to say they have no chance of, of success. Um, so, ambassador, you spoil us with your negativity. Pass <laughs> um, me the Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> absolutely. I think we can... We, if Aberdeen were to win on Boxing Day, if Hearts were to get a result off Celtic, which is very doable on Sunday, then at least into the new year you have interest. I, I, still, I would still say if you are putting your last penny on it now, that Celtic should win the league. You know, they still have probably have the best squad and the and, and the, the resources and the aura to go with it. But I tell you what, it's 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 tightening up at the moment. I would agree with you, Celtic should win the league. I think Celtic will win the league. I'm not convinced they'll win about the seventeen points nope. that won them last right. season. Sitting here at Christmas time, they could well go on and win a treble as well. But the way you talk about you know people tightening up, the way Ronnie Dyler seemed to be tightening up in his interview yesterday, his broadcast interview is that a man who's beginning to feel the heat? Does he believe there's a, a title race on? He should, and he should be feeling the heat. Well, none of us are really convinced by the guy, are we? And I think I wasn't particularly convinced by him from the off. I thought it was a huge gamble, written so many, many times. It becomes a very awkward situation for Celtic's hierarchy if they were to go on any kind of dodgy run. 
because they then have to say, well, we put enormous faith in this guy and it's not working because, let's face it, in the current Scottish football climate, they should be winning the league by 17 points, by 20 points, whatever. Yeah. And with Aberdeen having gone that eight games without a win, they should have been home in holes by now. Yeah, but they just can't get away. And he's now falling back on it. And, and when they all fall back on eventually, it's the media's fault. Yeah. Now, I'll put my hands up. I did lose Louis Mould at the back post for the nah, two goals at the weekend. Absolutely. You were dreadful uh, defending. I, 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 I but really you've never fitted into that zonal system. No, you? I could never you work never it. I'm one of man for man, man uh, so uh, to speak, Bill. So they but, say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well for him. Is it a good thing, though, that the next games are at Tynecastle and Denge because it gets them away from Celtic Park and uh, almost an inquisition from the home fans who have now gone to the last four games and not seen a win. Yeah, they do, and they're in that kind of state now where you get this kind of... When things are going well, your fans can be the 12th man and they turn up and they roar you at the first goal. When they're not going well with, a, with a, not the big clubs, right? Smaller clubs, fans are neither up nor down. They turn up and more in hope than expectation. At a club like Celtic, when it's not going well, the fans turn up and they fold their arms and say, come on then. Get us out of our seats. Chelsea, you've seen it with Chelsea down south, you've seen it with Man United. And away from home, where they've got their most passionate and sometimes their most troublesome supporters, has to be said as well, but they've got their most passionate supporters away from home, and especially at Tynecastle and Dens, two really tight grounds where they can create an atmosphere that possibly does help Celtic. Now, I know you're going to Tynecastle for the game on Sunday out. I'll be yes. sitting on the couch with my Toblerone and my Terry's chocolate orange for company. Lovely. Celtic, they've got a good record at Tynecastle of late. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of them going, I think they hit seven in a Scottish Cup tie a year or two back. It won't hold any fears, especially no. if they've got Lee Griffiths back in the team. Yeah, he is, he is very talismanic at the moment. And it's a funny one with Hearts against Celtic because I saw them earlier in the season at, at Parkhead and they set up and they got a 0-0 draw and they looked incredibly composed and confident. And yet I've seen them at home to Celtic a couple of times and it gets all very hurry-scurry and if it doesn't go for them earlier on, and early on in the game, sometimes it really runs away. You know, they got a man sent off early in the cup tie last year, didn't they? End yeah, up with four nil. End up four nil. That was a well, that was a Willie Collum game, wasn't it? Merry uh, Christmas, Willie. Merry, Merry Christmas, Willie. So, so sometimes it runs away from Hearts against Celtic. So I think they they have to go against Celtic on Sunday and be really focused from the start. You know, make a good start in the game and impose themselves on Celtic, or because. I tell you, if, if this Celtic team were playing in all white or all black or all red, whatever they play them, you wouldn't know they were Celtic. They don't have that fear factor. And if you can take that out of your head when you're playing them, I don't see why they can't get a result. It's going to be a fantastic weekend, the old rival of the old Edinburgh Glasgow. Now, I know, I know you're annoyed because you're going to Tynecastle and you'll miss the first leg of the 1872 Cup tie between Edinburgh and Glasgow Absolutely. Warriors at Murrayfield. I'll, but I'll, I'll tape it. You, you, you'll be back in time to see Rangers v Hibs at Ibrox on Monday yes. afternoon and it's beginning to like <laughs> <laughs> it's beginning to feel I was going to say a bit like the build up to an old firm game used uh, to uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, with, with the banter shall we say yeah, between the, the managers Alan Stubbs seems supremely confident he's poking some buttons isn't he I like Alan Stubbs a lot I could listen to him talk about football all day I think he's very intelligent I saw him play Falkirk the other week he scored in the, it's weird that in the last two games Falkirk home couldn't South home They've scored at the last gasp to get results. One a draw, one a win. Off of a dod- controversial drop ball. No, you were right, dodgy. Dodgy. Both times, it could have gone against them. They've played to the whistle, they've got the goal, and you think, well, there's a team that's starting to streetwise themselves up and starting to harden What you're trying to say is Hibs are getting the decisions the old firm used to get, that kind of thing. Very possibly. But Stubbs came out after the Falkirk game, and I'm saying to him, 
watching the place go mental, he was quite calm on the touchline. And he talks about detaching himself from the madness of it and, and thinking straight. And that's going to be really important on Monday Ibrox because it's going to be crackers. It was a great quote from Queen of the South striker Derek Lyle, probably my favourite quote of the weekend. He was asked after the Do you game, want a square goal? What, what, uh, yeah, what happened in the park? He said, oh, I was too busy. One of their players invited me down the tunnel for a square goal, so I was there. But he said, Alan Stubbs intervened. He was the calmest man, as you say, within Easter Road. He, he will need all that Absolutely. calmness at Ibrox on, on Monday afternoon. Well, MD has never seen a game at Ibrox. You know, the, 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 the dugouts right in front of the, the enclosure under the main stand, which is literally a bare pit. And it's going to be a full house. I mean, I've got a mate of mine I was, I was out with the other day who is absolute lifelong main stand Rangers fan. He's not got a season ticket, gets tickets every week, cannot get a ticket for love and money. And he's got a couple of tickets. His name's Danny McIntyre, he's looking for two tickets. <laughs> so this is going to be an incredible atmosphere and a game which has got the potential to kick off or the potential to be a marvellous game of football, depending on how it. Well, that, that's the hunt back. You, you'll remember the, the dust up in that bear pit as you talk about involving Walter Smith and Mixu Patalainen not so long ago in a Rangers Hibs game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surely Mark Warburton and Alan Stubbs have too much sense, too much calmness to, to get involved in that. Or, I would think so. With the build up to this game, could, could tensions uh, well, push to the limit? I think, I think the dugouts are, are fairly. I think, I think you've got two of the most intelligent managers in the game, not just football intelligence, but intelligent guys. And David Weir standing next to Mark Warburton, who, who doesn't tend to lose it, you know, even even in a crisis. However, on the park, you've got some fiery old characters out there. You know, you've got your Jason Cummings with Hibs. You know, you've got, you've, you've got an ex-Hearts boy against Hibs and, and Jason Holt in the middle of the park. You've got guys that are going to be flying about. I think it's going to be, it's going to be some game. I mean, I, th- I think it's over the, the, the Christmas period in Britain, I'd say it's the biggest game. Staying, staying in the championship briefly, I, I know you've got a few St Mirren gifts tucked away in, you, in your stocking this Christmas. A, a, a friend of mine, David Wong, just back from a pre-Christmas yeah. trip to Prague, and you'll never believe this, he found um, a stack of Czech dolls, just like the Russian dolls, the ones that go inside one another. Mm-hmm. And it was marking the St Mirren League Cup winning team of 2013, all, got, all going in inside one another. And the last one was a tiny little Nigel Hasselbank oh. in the middle. It was fantastic, but they, they've kind of slumped a bit since then. Oh. Just a tad. Is Alec Ray the man to turn it around? Did you see enough at Alloa at the weekend and then going into a home game against Livingston to think he's maybe just a guy who can bring the energy, the drive, the endeavour that's maybe been missing at the club for a period of time? Energy is what the club lacks, not just on the park but off the park. We've got a very well documented, uh, and they, they say it themselves, a tired board who are desperate to sell and I don't understand why they can't sell because they're not looking for much money in big terms for the for the club, and it's a club with a great infrastructure. It's all there. They can't sell it. Well, that, I was, I, to be honest, I was, I was going to buy St Mirren for you for your Christmas, but they were asking too much for my liking. Well, they were doing a three for two in boots. You know, you, <laughs> you can get it with... Can I wear three boots? No, you can wear three. <laughs> Rolf Harris, he used to... <laughs> Roger Hanna's face just went white there. <laughs> no, St Mirren are, are a club that lack energy, and I think Alec Ray is a man to, to certainly bring it back I think it's, it seemed to be I wasn't at the game on Saturday but from speaking to people well there the team came out with a better attitude further up the park on the front foot got the job done and you think well there's there's a, the first brick in the wall What's going on with these managers though Bill because at the end of drill on Saturday Alec Ray new manager at St Mirren Jack Ross new manager of Alloa both those teams have decided that they need a change and now Alec Ray of St Mirren against 
a caretaker, Livingston boss and David Hopkin, after the ridiculous sacking of Mark Virtue through the week? Livingston have become a club who do ridiculous sackings better than most. I remember the ridiculous sacking of Gary Boland before. Who's again in the news as a new fourth for manager. Club, and so Gary Boland, I remember, was, I was actually going to a Livingston game about three seasons ago now. They were playing Thistle on the Saturday. As it turned out, they battered this on. It looked like a good decision at the time. But they sacked Gary Boland, and then the, 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 the chairman put a, a, a full page in the programme on the Saturday, absolutely milling Gary Boland, who had done nothing wrong. And Gary's gone on to do well. So at Livingston are, are a club who, who do act in eccentric ways sometimes. There's not a lot of festive cheer about a lot of these. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Clubs and that's the axing managers. Not a great deal of festive cheer yet at Tanadice. Have they got an opportunity to to edge back closer to the pack at home to Motherwell, do you think? Yeah, they have. Dundee United's season has been littered with opportunities. Yet again on on Saturday, this is like a broken record. You keep saying Dundee United went a goal up and then threw it away. On Saturday, they they went up to to Inverness, they go a goal up. And the first thing that's in my head, and I'm sure it's in most Dundee United's heads, they'll go behind. You know, and as it turns out, Inverness go level, Dundee United get ahead again and still can't hold the lead. They seem to be terrified when they get themselves in front. The best thing United could do is go be nothing each and into the time and score then because then there's no chance of them, <laughs> them losing a goal. Motherwell are coming into a little bit of form. I said the other week if United lost at home with this, I thought they'd go down. I would stick by that at the moment. I've said in the podcast before, I, I saw Motherwell two or three weeks ago, not long after Mark McGee took charge, home game against Hearts. Wasn't expecting too much from them and they were quite impressive. 2-2 mm. against Hearts. They thoroughly merited the point. Since then, a couple of decent results, you know, that home win against Dundee, and then, out the blue, the win at Celtic Park. Mm. And I don't think a lucky win at Celtic Park. I mean, just before Celtic's goal, Scott McDonald's missed a one-and-one. One. They, by all accounts, could have had another couple of goals. Now, you got to ride your luck a bit to beat a team like Celtic, that's fine. But, fantastic result. And Moult keeps turning up these these goals. I'm kind of torn about players like Lewis Moult, because you think, in one hand, what a great find that is for, you know, from nowhere. The other thing I think is, how can a guy from, you know, basically non-league... Yeah, yeah fifth tier of English football. ...come up and be scoring goals, scoring two goals against Celtic Parkhead? What does that say about the level of our game? And and unfortunately, the level of our game is dropping to, to the level of guys from the fifth tier in England. But listen, you can look at it the other way. I mean, look at Jamie Vardy was scoring goals, not so long ago yeah. for Fleetwood, yeah. and then in the fifth tier of English football, now he's tearing yeah. up the Premier League down there. I mean, yes. M- Malt and Scott McDonald together. Doing all right. Look, a decent partnership. It's almost like a sort of throwback to the days when teams played 4 4 2. Yes, well, we're seeing in the Premier League in England, Watford and Leicester in particular, playing 4 4 2. Very exciting, very energetic. And I do think there's a lot to be said for it because we've, gone, we've come through this era just now of the 4 2 3 1, sort of Christmas tree ish type thing that you see. Bit of a weird Christmas tree, but. Yeah, yeah. I thought they'd have used that at Fair Park. Ah, hey! <laughs> but the 4 2 3 1 is great in, in its own way. But we're now realising that it slows the game down an awful lot at a time when there's more energy coming back into the game. Teams like Bayern Munich, Barcelona are playing with a lot more energy. So 4-4-2 kind of was seen as that. It's just a long ball thing. But it's not if you play it properly. 
And when you see teams like Rangers have, have used it quite well, the fullbacks getting forward, Leicester Watford fullbacks getting forward, and Motherwell seem to be doing the same kind of thing. We have two guys, it might be one slightly off the other one, but you're right, it's a good partnerships up front are a marvellous thing. If you can get a good partnership that you get the ball into and they get shots on target, fans want that, that's what yeah. fans want to see. If you're a mixture of pantalining, you look at the table and you immediately focus on Kilmarnock. I mean, Kilmarnock have had a, a, a dodgy run of results, particularly yes. at home. You know, if you lose four at home to Dundee, four at home to Ross County, four at home to Aberdeen, five, five at, home to, at home to Thistle, Thistle yeah. it, it, it doesn't no, bode well for your season. They're now four points adrift of 10th place. United will be focusing on them. Kelly go to Hamilton on Boxing Day. It's a huge game That's for Gary Lockett. It gives them a chance to get back to the pack and pull in the likes of Hamilton. Aye. If he doesn't win the game, though, uh, the pressure mounts. Well, Hamilton have just taken a little blip with a loss 3 1 at home at Ross, Ross County. County yeah, and, then, and then they were 4 0 down by half time yeah, at Dens on Saturday. Yeah. So they've obviously had a, somewhere a lot now. They're quite good at solving these little blips. Mm-hmm. They, 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 get, they work hard in the training ground and, and they, they plug little gaps to get little leaks. But Kelly are just the kind of team this season who can lose 4 0 at home, then go away from home in a crisis and come up with a result. I was, I was actually saying that. Yesterday, somebody we were talking, as we said earlier in the podcast, about it might be a good thing for Ronnie Dyla to get away from Celtic Park for a couple of games. Well, lucky. I, I think it's a yeah. good thing for Gary Logg because they go to Hamilton Boxing Day, they then go to Dingwall on the Tuesday night between Christmas and New Year. One of the best things to have to Lockie would be if Ayrshire flooded and they couldn't use Rugby Park in a Carlisle United style and he had to go on the road for six weeks because he's having a horrendous time at, at home. I mean, it just. A plastic pitch, Michael Johnson would still make them play. <laughs> Absolutely, that's very true. Just kick with the tide. I mean, even last time I was down there was the night they played Hearts in the League Cup yeah. and they're 2 1 up with two minutes to go and they lose 3 2. And, oh, it's just, and yet, the game after that, they go to Celtic and get a result. You know, they, they lose 4 0 at home to it was Dundee. I remember you saying, right, go and watch them away to Motherwell the next Saturday. That could be the end for, for Gary. It was one of these ones, you know, the first three games of the season. But, yeah, he looked under pressure then. And they played exceptionally well and they yeah. got a draw. And you think, what's, what's going on with this team? What? You know why are they so hot and cold? Again, is it the standard of the league? Is it the fact that you can get away with losing four 0 Because the next week we're playing against somebody. Yeah. It's a strange one, Bill. Because I've been down there and I've seen them train, and there's a good vibe about the place. You know, Gary Locke, Lee McCullough, Peter Levin, all young coaches. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a bond there between them and the squad. They use senior pros, like of Chris Boyd. I think Chris Boyd was in charge of the under twenty team mm-hmm. the other night when they played Hearts, and you know, the, the, there's actually a good feel. You, you think. It's a team that should be upwardly mobile, but then they just have another horror defeat. There is something lacking in their character, I think, because when they lose these games, those games run away very quickly. When they get a foothold in a game, they're okay and they dig in. When they when they when it goes against them, it seems to just disappear like snow off a dike. And and that's something that a manager must lose so much sleep about. How do you solve something that's not a tactical, physical problem, you know? How do you shot your team's head in? If you're Gary Locke and you're looking for inspiration and solace, do you look to Partick Thistle though? Because not so long ago we were talking about Thistle really being in the midst of a relegation fight. They've won four in the trot. It's the first time I think they've won four in the trot in the top flight since the days of Bertie since Halls in 1977. If, if since they beat Flyers. <laughs> since the base of the Rollers were on tour, actually. <laughs> if, uh, if they beat St Johnson in Boxing Day for Hill, it would be five okay. in the trot for the first time since 1972. I think you were at the game. I was. In 72? Yeah. Uh, can, probably. Can, can they do it? 
Yes, they can. Again, we talk about confidence. The confidence that's running through Party Thistle just now is, uh, is remarkable. Now, they didn't play particularly well against Ross County on Saturday. The first half, they were very untidy, but they keep playing. Now, you talk about managers, right? For me, Alan Archibald, Alan Archibald is a guy who I would I would walk through a brick wall for Alan Archibald, from what I know of him, right? I've, I was about four years ago on an expedition with Alan Archibald and a few other ex-Thistle type people. How many pubs did you manage? Millions. We were in, no, we were in Ecuador, climbing volcanoes in Ecuador, a charity thing. And Alan Archibald was just the kind of guy who just got up every day, put his boots on and went and you followed him and you knew you would get there. And he never doesn't say much, he doesn't have to, he's not, a, he's not a, an exuberant character, but I tell you what, he is so, you, he's a leader. And I think what you've done, what you've seen at Thistle is a team that wasn't doing well, it wasn't happening, people are saying, well, let's go 4-4-2, let's lump the ball, let's chase it, let's just dig out a result. And Archie said, no, I don't have the players for that. I've got the players for this system, I'm going to work with them, it's going to happen, it's going to come, if it doesn't come, it'll come back in me. Now, they beat Dundee 83-0 at home on the 3rd of October, and that was the first one of the season. They're now a goal off sixth place. They've gone up a place every week for the last month, and that's just sheer belief, and I think, I think they're, they're not a great footballers, they're not a great side. But my goodness, they're a, they're, a, they're a team that have earned every point they've got. Now, we've got eggnog, Rolf Harris, yes. and Ecuadorian volcano. So, yes. for this clearly isn't your bog standard podcast it's, it's at Christmas not. time, Bill. So, when we're on the crazy stuff, how's about Ross County v Dundee in the top six of the Premiership? I know, it's a belter, isn't it? I, I, I've said before, I like both these teams. Uh, and Ross County on Saturday at Thistle could have had something. Two blatant penalty shouts turned down, which was a bit unfortunate for them. They're, again, they're an in-and-out team, but it's, I think this is a smashing game. Again, Dundee have, hopefully for them, turned a wee corner. People are starting to question Paul Hartley because it wasn't going right. But again, he's a manager who believes in what he's doing, believes in his players, believes in his system, lets them play with a bit of freedom, and it came back to 4-0 in Hamilton against Hamilton Saturday after half an hour or whatever it was. Ah, it's a smashing game. Don't send me, but... Uh, <laughs> 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 I think it's a, it's a terrific game. And there's a chance for Ross County, they've had a wee bit of a wobble, they've had a few away games there. Home to Dundee, Boxing Day, home to Kilmarnock Tuesday night, yeah. they really can't cement themselves in the top six for the end of the year. They were disappointed on Saturday because they had they got a win at Thistle on Saturday, it would have pulled them to within about, say, three or four points of the top four. As it was, they're now looking at, you know, Motherwell win, Thistle win, they pushed themselves nearer, you know, to then Dundee win as well. So, so they're looking back now mm-hmm. instead of looking forward, so they need to pick it up again but this league is the kind of league where you, you know first love just shown it you get four wins in a row and you climb to you know seventh place in the table so it's so it's easily done that Ross County could be comfortably in fourth or fifth in the next three or four games Is a big threat for Ross County an informed Kane Hemmings I saw him score a late equaliser against Thistle at Danes mm-hmm. recently he got a hat trick against Hamilton there at the weekend at Danes he's beginning to find the form beginning to find his feet in the Premiership and crucially for Dundee, beginning to take a bit of pressure off Greg Stewart, who well, is always looked upon as, as the man for Dundee. Yeah, he's the one of the... Hemmings is the one of the front three who I would have said was the the one that was maybe replaceable because I think Stewart's an outstanding player and Rory Loy's a really good finisher. Hemmings, I've looked at him and gone, yeah, 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 work in your corner. And then, as you say, he comes up with a hat track at the weekend you think, well, there you go, that would be great for the boy. To suddenly go, hey, I've arrived in the Premier League, I, I can do this. You know, another boy that was playing... You know, third tier football a couple of years ago, and uh, I'm pleased for him. He's got that, and pleased for Paul Hartley as well because he he, he has shopped really well in the 
in the kind of lower league Scottish market and, it, and it is getting results with it which, which cannot be bad for the game and finally a, a, a few festive predictions how do you think these these two Edinburgh versus Glasgow contests are going to go start, starting at Tynecastle on Sunday all about how Hearts start the game I put the kiss of death in Hearts at Pataudry the week saying I thought they would get a result and then Jordan McGee kind of spoiled that one I think Hearts will get a result on Sunday I think they will I think Hearts will beat Celtic on Sunday Monday at Ibrox a draw that's funny I'm going to take a draw on Monday I just fancy Celtic with a form away from home and a form at Tynecastle to get it a very narrow Celtic win yeah. and a draw and a draw by the way which if Falkirk win on Saturday and Tuesday will take Falkirk within a point and they would thoroughly deserve it because again against Rangers on Saturday same against Hibs the previous week they are playing with great freedom and great maturity for so many young boys in the team and if any manager deserves to do well it's Peter Houston Bill thanks very much and I'd just like to wish on behalf of everyone at Sunsport a very Merry Christmas to you all and be very very nice to each other